Hello and welcome to another podcast. Right, let's talk serious, serious turkey. Let's Turk serious talkie. Um, we're now doing these radio shows from the shed at home, and the which I'm in at the moment. The shed is currently being revamped because that single glazed window is no good, and that barn door thing over there lets in the sound. And I use this studio to do this radio show and also voiceovers, so I'm getting it all done. But the builder guy, carpenter, I guess, um, he's not very reliable. Then again, most carpenters aren't reliable. I seem to remember one disappeared for a couple of days over Easter. Never mentioned that again, did he? But that was a long while ago. But um, the carpenter we got COVID. So now I'd moved everything so that I can't do a radio show in here so that he can then sort out the windows and he's not sorted out the windows. So I'm very much perched on the edge of a desk trying to do this radio show. And let's see if you can notice, because there was a bit in the show today, well, you'll hear it in a second, that's about falling over. A lot easier to do in a shed in this state, but um, as we plough on, you'll be downloading, listening to these podcasts, you'll hear the development of what was once a shed into a futuristic studio of the future, which is how I like my futuristic things. But meanwhile, to business. Here's what we did on radio earlier today. On the show today, who knows what we'll get up to. Some nice correspondence. I've been given an invite. Details of that on the way. Also, we will be talking about proof about being uh, middle-aged. I definitely am. I've looked it up. Because if there was any way I wasn't, I would find the argument. But no, I mean, there's, if I'm not middle-aged, then I'm living to nearly 100. So. All right, let's not look into it too much. Uh, a golf story again. Last time we did one, that went down well. Bad news for comedians, which might impact me more than you. And bad news if you're going into space, but you're probably not. I mean, let's be honest, right now you can barely fly to Malaga, so... The odds of any of us getting up to space are slim, but nevertheless, we will deal with it on today's show. So, we've admitted already that I'm I'm definitely middle-aged. Wikipedia defined it once as being aged 44 or above, so for a long while I was clinging on. Clinging on, man. But there's no fighting it now. So anytime there's a news story about middle-aged people, I pay attention. I get my glasses. And I, I'm kidding, don't need those. Not yet, not yet. Um, and in the papers, middle-aged people unable to stand on one leg for 10 seconds are almost twice as likely to die. Probably from falling over because you've gotten stood on a leg like an idiot. Why, why are we trying to do this? But scientists say that the simple balance test should become part of a routine health check. They found that 84% raised risk of death in the next 10 years for those who couldn't manage it. Challenge accepted. Right, so what you've got to do is stand on one leg. Please bear with in fact, no, you can do it with me. If you're in your middle age, and let's be honest, you are. <laughs> I'm aware of the audience I attract. Um, right, ten seconds is all we've got to do. Ready? On one leg. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. It's harder than it looks, isn't it? Four. Three. Two. One. Ah. There you go. If you stood on one leg for 10 seconds, the good news is we are the healthy middle-aged people. And I'm very thankful for this wall that really helped. If it weren't for leaning on that, I don't think I'd have done it. So that's the, the take-home message. Always make sure you've got a wall nearby, because that way you'll live longer, apparently, according to science. Um, police are hunting a man who gets naked on golf courses. Something, something playing around, something like that. Um, a spokesman for New Forest Hearts Cops uh, said he doesn't appear to be a threat. You say that. I mean, okay, you can you can tell he's not 
concealing a weapon, but they still, still, don't trust him. Don't trust him. Um, he doesn't appear to be a threat to the public, but don't approach him. I don't think many people would. I don't think anyone's going to approach him. Um, I just do worry that this is going to become a trend of people deciding to, to streak on a golf course. No, it's going to ruin the game, isn't it? It's going to ruin the game, because maybe he's trying to get a suntan. He lays down on his face, face down. You're just going to think it's another, another golf hole. I'll tell you what, that golf hole was really difficult. It took me half an hour to put the ball in there. Then I had to reach in, get it, and then stuck a flag in. So, um, that was my day. How was yours? Oh, thank you to Martin, who's been sending me a couple of news stories. I do like this one. Residents have described as exciting, but scary. A moment when a huge sinkhole swallowed up part of a street in South London, in Bexley. Worrying. But you know what it's like in London, someone's probably already parked in it. Cheers. If you've got any stories, you can tweet at time1075 underscore FM. A lot of people have been um, interacting with me on this one because like, as a comedian, there are certain stories that worry us. We're going through an era where for some reason, it's de rigueur that if you don't like what a comedian has said about your wife or about certain communities, you get on stage and hit them. And I'm not okay with this. No, not for the money I get paid for gigs. Uh, but now we add to the list of things we comedians have to put up with. Joe Lysett, investigated by police after offended audience member complained about a joke. Oh, man. So, I mean, if you don't like a joke, my take on this has been, well, then leave. If you don't like the joke you've just heard, you're not invited to hear it anymore. Jog on, mate. But we're not living in that time anymore. So apparently an audience member found one of his jokes offensive, and instead of writing a complaint or leaving a review or... or even just getting up there and Will Smith in his face, went to the police about it. So look, I, whenever these arguments come up about comedy, it doesn't matter whether you think the joke's funny or not. Being funny is subjective, so the argument, well, it's not very funny. Well, if someone else laughed at it, then jog on me. But the idea that if people find a joke not funny, they will call the police is going to take up a lot of my time. I'm going to be fielding calls left, right and centre. I'm going to be on wanted posters. More effective than the Edinburgh posters I used to try and do, I suppose. Um, so, yeah. So, if I end up doing these shows from prison, you'll know what's happened. Track me down at Mr. Stephen Allen. Posted some videos from uh, this week's Comic Solving Problems on there, actually, the other day. And thank you for your emails. On air at time1075.net. This technically could be in any other business. Because i got a, a nice email. Comes through from Steve from Collier O. No dilemma this time. It says, hi, Steve. Straight to the point. It's been straight to the point. Don't be too straight to the point. I've got to fill a show here. Your, your invite to our... A barbecue for my birthday this Sunday. Look forward to your response. Crash is available. Oh, I'm not that child. Oh, you mean for the kid. Okay. Uh, the wife is a qualified child care assistant. Can I get some of that even if I'm not coming to the barbecue? <laughs> Just have a break. Have a break or a breakdown. Either way. Um, although, no, I'm not, I'm not saying bad things about little Rory. He's been brilliant. Uh, dress code not applicable. So do we turn up naked to your barbecue? So I turn up with a child, your wife looks after the kid, and we'll be naked? Um, I mean, sometimes you get some strange emails here, don't you? Um, it's very good of you to offer. Sad, sadly, my other half got us going to a different barbecue on Sunday. It's somewhere in London, one of the colleagues she used to work with. In fact, let me get the weather up for Sunday, because now it turns out everyone's planning Sunday barbecues. Hang on. Weather for the weekend, uh, for a cloudy Friday, drier and brighter over the weekend with variable clouds, sunny spells, perhaps the odd shower. 
high risk. It could happen. So anyway, thank you for the invite and let's hope neither of us get rained on. Earlier we were talking about um, Joe Lysett, comedian. I used to gig with Joe before he was too famous for me. And um, all that, hey, maybe I'm too famous now. What with the TV show? We're coming towards the end of the first series of Ministry of Offence, but you still got a couple of episodes left. Uh, you can come and see it being filmed live in London on Thursdays. Tweet me for details. Uh, you can see it on the telly. Um, but we were talking about the fact that the police were called over one of his jokes not being funny. And I was saying, if non-funny jokes gets you reported to the uh, the filth, <sighs> going to be a knock on my door, isn't there? It's, uh... But Kay, hello Kay, says, don't worry, I could be a character witness for you, if that would help. Would you be on my side? I'm not sure if, if you could prove that. Although Stephen Leatherdale says, all publicity is good, right Steve? Yeah, I'm sure I'll get, uh, I'll go to prison. See how that works. Uh, Cass says, I believe there's a relocation protection program being set up for you. Well, there's no need to take them. Um, you know, we talk space. We talk aliens on this show quite a lot, don't we? We're not doing that today, don't worry. No interference worries. There is a space story that's come up. The International Space Station apparently smells because the astronauts um, break wind a lot. This is according to Tim Peake, who was uh, interviewed recently on a podcast. Oh, there's a podcast available of this show, by the way. Search for it on social media. Try me down. Um, so apparently, you don't burp in space. He was asked, what's it like to burp in space? Apparently, you don't because the bubbles don't rise up, so the air only goes down, and it means that astronauts break wind. I believe that's why they're called astronauts. And he said uh, that apparently the ISS smells like a barbecue that's gone wrong. I don't think I've ever done a Trump that smells like a barbecue gone wrong. Which makes me think, what is Tim Peake eating, or what does he do on a barbecue that it smells like Trump's? But anyway, uh, he says, yeah, up in space, they end up, um, they do more, more breaking of wind. I also imagine we ain't going to get caught for it. I mean, it's not exactly the catchphrase to the film Alien, but it's probably true to say, In space, no one can hear you guff. Maybe. I mean, I've not, I've not looked into it, but... I do worry, though, because, you know, at school I studied Newtonian physics. The first law about a body at rest or at constant motion will remain like that unless a force is acted upon it. The second law is that force is proportional to the rate of change of momentum. But it's the third one that we're worried about. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. For every guff you do, you're, you're propelled forwards, aren't you? That would be embarrassing. I'm afraid the ISS came out of orbit. Why is that? Someone sent up a curry, didn't they? Honestly, it's beans. There were beans in it. That was the problem with that. Now, due to an issue of being busy and having to go and film Ministry of Defence today, which is out on Saturday, 8pm, um, ordinarily we would have talked through these kind of stories with Larry because it's an entertainment news one. Feels like somehow it takes longer to get Larry on the phone than it just to, to speak out loud. Um, Nigella Lawson's in the news. She has spread alarm, according to the papers, after revealing that she puts Marmite on her spaghetti. Quick question. When do we just say she is in need of help? Because she's doing the food version of when, you know, when like some women get to that age where they leave the house with the bra on the outside of the clothes, you know, a bit befuddled. Why are we thinking she's just an inventive chef? Because last time, previously, oh, I should have loaded the thing in. Um, when we talked about it before, it was when she was pronouncing the word microwave was microwave. What? Pop some bread in the toaster, spread the butter with the canife. You're losing it, woman. And now apparently it spreads Marmite on a spaghetti. She's absolutely losing the plot.
which either we need to send help or, and this is probably the better suggestion, give her another series, because this is the best entertainment I've ever watched. So slowly losing what she's doing in her kitchen. Just for the next series, keep the sharp objects away from her, that's all. We mentioned earlier on Joe Lysett, who was investigated by the police because someone complained that they didn't find one of his jokes funny. Although Pete from Benfleet says, never known him to tell a joke, so... <laughs> But I'm not going to say mean things about comedians, because there are many people who absolutely hate my work. There used to be one who tweeted in regularly. Do you remember that guy? Ian? No, is it Ian? Don't hear from him much these days. Um, although Big Joe gets in touch, thank you for your tweets, says, uh, would make for an interesting spaghetti western. Wanted, dead or alive, for telling a joke. That is actually not a bad idea for the next time I do a poster for something, isn't it? Um, and uh, Kenny says, I was a victim of a hit-and-run driver last November. The police didn't allocate the case into, uh, office, officer until March. Didn't provide my insurer with the reports until two weeks ago. Perhaps this, perhaps this kind of thing is why. Shameful. Oh, well, the next time, you know, you know what to do then, don't you? The next time you need the police to turn up and they're not turning up because of your hit-and-run or something. Um, just just do a joke that's a bit mildly offensive. I mean, not full on. Let's not end up in prison. Just just do some... I'm trying to think what would be vaguely offensive as a joke these days. I daren't suggest anything, because give it three years, it'll be too offensive. But you know, you know what you're doing. Do one of those jokes and it'll be round at the drop of a hat. Send a tweet. Congratulations, you've made it to the end of the podcast. Bully for you. Uh, so have I, actually, because I'm here too. So in your face the point is uh, we've done another one for a, for a, tomorrow's show could be interesting there is a chance that we have to use the emergency microphone in a different room because this window's been taken out but anyway tune in tomorrow and see how we're going with the the shed revamp this shed studio which i'm calling a studio um it's never going to catch on but you will hear the development of it turning into a radio thing you can get the podcast that we churn out from the shed by subscribing to wherever you found this and track me down on social media at Mr. Stephen Allen. Till next time, bye.